seeking Him. And I believe today that when we seek the Lord, God can move in our life and God can minister to our lives. And, and I believe with all my heart that God has His way of doing exactly what we need. It's more than, than what a father can do to their own children, but this goes much much deeper than that. It's a gift that is unspeakable or indescribable. How God can give you things that you never would even imagine that He would give. And 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 if you if you go all the way back to Isaiah, and unto us a child is born, and us a son is given, and and his and the government and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting. Father and the Prince of Peace. Wonderful gifts the Lord has blessed us with. And in our own life, we can think of all the things that we've been blessed with in our own life. But we know that there's some wonderful gifts that God gives us is gifts that are in heaven. God has things that are waiting for us. Maybe it's a loved one. Maybe it's somebody that uh, that you know uh, uh, that has went on to the Lord and they need uh, and and they've uh, they've went to be with Jesus and you uh, will have an opportunity to be with the Lord. One of the greatest gifts that we that God blessed us with is a chance to have a relationship with the creator of the universe. John 1 John chapter number 3 verse number 1 says it says behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. We have an opportunity to have a relationship with the creator of the universe. He created all things. And I, I, I believe today that we have a, a, that great opportunity to have not just a, 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 an acquaintance with the creator, but to have a relationship with the Creator. And you know what? God is still in the creating business. He's still able to create things in you. If you think about all the way back into to, uh, talking about David, and he said he prayed that prayer, and he said, uh, uh, Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. That was a creative power of Jesus Christ, and we have the ability to have a relationship with a great Creator. Imagine if you if you were an individual and you had a relationship or a friendship with someone that was an architect or somebody that was a great builder builder that could build you anything. What kind of a, a house would you have if your best friend was a builder? Bible says that the Lord is a master builder. He is able to build your life and build you up on your most holy faith and touch and touch you. We have a, a chance to have a relationship with Him. He's called us His sons. Not just a, a relationship like you would have with a friend, but we are, are to have a relationship like a father-son relationship the second most wonderful gift that God could ever give us would be uh, would be a chance to be like him 
God allowed us all the way, as we read all the way back in the book of Genesis, chapter number 1 and verse 26, when he said those words, let us make man in our image. Now, everybody says, my daughter looks a lot like me. And, and, and I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Probably a bad thing. So she tells me. But we are made in the image of God. We have a chance to be like God, made in His image and in His likeness. And you know what? All throughout life, sin has corrupted and has defiled and has done things to our lives to, that, that doesn't resemble God. Sin will ultimately take you away from God, right? We are originally made in God's image, but, to, but sin many times can leave you to where you are unrecognizable by your original image. You don't look like God. Sin has destroyed you. Just like the prodigal son when he came back from the pig pen, sin had made him to where he was rough. He was made he was made originally in the image of God but sin had made it to where he didn't have that image anymore but there's still hope as we come and we, we take on the form of God and we receive God and receive salvation. We're able to put off the old man of the former lust and we become a new man, a new creature. And God creates us and restores. He sent, he, he sent His Son down here in the form of flesh. He came in the flesh so He can reconcile us back to Himself. So we can be back into relationship with Him and back to the place to where we can regain our image that God originally wanted us to be. Right? 1 John chapter number uh, 3 and verse number 2 says, Behold, now we are the sons of God, and it doeth not appear unto us what we shall be. We, we don't see what we shall be. We look in the mirror. It don't appear to you yet what you shall be. But we shall know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him. For we shall see Him as He is. What a wonderful thing. We don't really know what, it, what, what it's going to be like. But one day when we see the Lord as He is, we're going to be like Him. What do you think? I tell you what, that's going to feel pretty good, right? <laughs> Being like the Lord. I think it's going to be a wonderful blessing to be able to, to walk, walk with the Lord, right? Put on the, the robe of white. We used to sing that song growing up. In my robe of white, I will fly away to that mansion fair. Be my Jesus there, it will be so grand. When I get to that land, in my robe of white, I will fly away. How many remembers that old song? <laughs> 
Amen. I, I'm looking for the day I get to put on that robe of white. And I get to take off this sinful flesh and this flesh of, of corruption. And, and corruption shall put on incorruption. And mortality shall put on immortality. I'm telling you what. And this natural man shall put on the, in, the, the, the supernatural. And we'll be able to get to, to heaven and be able to walk on streets of gold, through gates of pearl, on walls of jasper. What a wonderful time is it going to be when we get to heaven. And let's clap our hands to the Lord. I'm going to see him as he is. You know, we sang, I used to sing that song, old Southern Gospel song. Brother Dwayne may have heard it before. It's an old crab family song. When the reason that I'm standing stands in front of me. Every battle that I fought will fade from memory. I'll kneel before his mighty throne. I'll stand before his mighty throne, fall down on my knees. I think it's the way it goes. When the reason why I'm standing stands in front of me. Aren't you, it would be a wonderful time when the reason why we're, we're standing, the reason why we're facing, we're standing against all the ad, uh, adversity and all the trials and all the things, when we finally get to see the Lord, what a wonderful gift that's going to be. Merry Christmas. We say, all right, Lord, I'll take it. The chance to rest. Peace, peace, wonderful peace. Coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray. In fathomless billows of love, we get a chance to rest. This is the rest wherein the weary is made to rest. The Holy Ghost gives us that rest. When we receive the peace that passeth all understanding, when it starts guarding our hearts, what a wonderful time, what a wonderful gift. That God can give you rest when there's no reason to rest. When you're wore out. Has anybody ever been wore out? Wore out. My dad used to, uh, used to listen to that song. Wore out. That's all I remember of it. But it was... No, no, no. It's a, it's a song. It's a, it's a gospel song. It's one of them uh, old southern gospel songs that you just have to sit there and go, hmm. Well, you know, we, we was going to do something, whatever, whatever, but we wore out. Might, might need to look up the words of that song. Sometimes you wore out. Sometimes you just hard. And sometimes you're tired physically, mentally, emotionally. You're tired uh, uh, spiritually in, in your walk with God. Sometimes you're at the brink of burnout. Sometimes you're tired. You're just wore out. You've been fighting the, 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 the good fight of faith. And you get tired fighting. Merry Christmas. God gives you that rest. And somehow, you're able 
you're able to just rest enough to get one more blow in to take out the enemy. It's just like in, you're in a boxing match, you know. You know, and, and you're just welling away, just like me and Dave would. I was just punching him in the, in the head. I had him down like this, and I was just hammering on. And uh, he, and then then he'd, he'd come around, he'd hammer on me. And I'd be down, just taking it. And he'd, he'd let up just enough. And I'd rest enough to where I could just rip my fist ready, and I'd just one blow, and he'd take him out. That's the way it is spiritually sometimes. You feel like you're beat down. Sometimes you get enough rest to go on just another fight. I'm talking about a spiritual battle here today. Sometimes you are tired of fighting the same fight. So often I hear people say, well, how's things going? Well, it's the same thing, just a different day. Well, why, why don't you do something about it? Well, it's the same old thing every day. It ain't going to get no better. I said, well, sure ain't going to get no better if you got that kind of attitude. But the Lord can give you that rest. That rest wherein the weary is made to rest. You know, all throughout the Old Testament, we talk about the Sabbath, right? Sabbath was, was a type of rest. Men was to work for seven for six days at rest on the seventh. God gave this uh, uh, example of how we should do things even in the creation of the world and the universe when he created the, the, the earth in six days and he rested on the seventh. And, I, and so all throughout the Old Testament we hear that, that tone, that, that teaching of, uh, of keep the Sabbath and remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Sabbath was a day of rest and if you was caught not resting on the day of, on, on Sabbath then you, it was a crime. You would be put to death. It was, it was a bad thing that if you was to be caught doing something on the Sabbath, and then it went to where Jesus was until, and Jesus started healing people on the Sabbath, and the, all the religious people. How I many knows religious people? I know some, some religious people, and they're like, "Well, it is written that you ain't supposed to do blah 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 and all this stuff." And and. And Jesus said, well, if the ox is in the ditch, you know, get it out. You know, sometimes you just got to do it. You know, you, you, can, you got to get the, you got to get things done on the Sabbath day. And then it got all the way until, uh, until, until Matthew chapter number, or even, or, or let me back up. Mark chapter number 2 and verse number 27 through 27, 28. It talks about that the Lord is our Sabbath. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. Verses uh, 27 of, let me make sure I don't lose my spot here. Before I get too excited here. 27 and 28, Mark 27 and 28 said, And he said unto uh, them, The Sabbath was made for man. And man, and not man for the Sabbath. For the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. 
He is the Lord of the Sabbath. And aren't you glad today that He is our rest? And every day that we are in Him, He gives us that peace. And, and, and when we are serving the Lord, we are in His presence and He is our rest. He is our Sabbath. He is our Sabbath. We have a chance today to call on the name of the Lord. Call on the name of the Lord. Isaiah chapter number 55 and 6. Call upon the Lord while He is near. If you, and then John chapter number 14 and 14. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. What a wonderful blessing that is. What a wonderful gift it is to be able to call on the Lord. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. Aren't you glad today that you can call on the Lord? Amen. And the Lord can move in your life. What a wonderful gift we have to call on the Lord. Call on the Lord. We can call on the Lord. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We call on the name of the Lord when we repent of our sins. We call on the name of the Lord when we are baptized in the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We're baptized in the name of Jesus. We call on the name of the Lord when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. We, we call on the Lord. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord. What a wonderful gift that is to call on the name of the Lord. Right? We're blessed today. So blessed to have the Lord and His name. Where would we be without the name of the Lord? Where would we be without the name of the Lord moving in our lives? We are blessed to have each other. What a blessing it is to have the church. One of the, if you just think that the person sitting beside you or across the aisle is a gift from God to you. You might be thinking differently about that person. Unless it's like gifts you may get from Christmas. You'd be like, is that what I get? Is that it? You might look over, you know, at your, at your neighbor and say, you know, Pastor said you're my gift. And I'm like, really? Is that the best you can do, Lord? Is give me that? I tell you, oh, woo. Mm. I don't want to get too far ahead. I'm going to get, get into something here in a minute that I might not be able to get out of. God help me. But you know what? God has a way to have that support to encourage us. God wants everyone to have a natural support system. And He cares deeply about each one of us. Each one of our lost loved ones. 
each one of the ones who are, are orphans and the ones who are widows. James 1 and 27 says that he's a father to the fatherless, a defender of the widow. God, God is in the holy habitation. Set, now this is actually Psalms chapter 68, 5 and 6. Holy habitation, God sets in the solitude, how do you say the word? Uh, in families. He sets in, in the families of the individuals. God is in that family. Aren't you glad that you have a God who cares about you? You have a God who loves you. God who cares. He is the father to the fatherless. And, the, and a judge of the widows is God in his holy hab habitation. He is God. Have you ever seen an orphan? Not orphan Annie. I guess we've all seen that. We're not talking about in real life. Orphans. Fatherless. Widows. I, you know, that's... James says that is the what pure religion is. Undefiled. Pure religion, undefiled. Verses James 1 and 27 says, Pure religion, undefiled before God... And the Father is this, to visit the fatherless, the widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. We're going to have to visit. That is the gift of the church. People say, well, why do we have to go to church? You need the church. Well, why, why can't we just serve God at home? That's not in the Bible. We need each other. No man can do this on their own. We need somebody to be accountable to. If you're not accountable to somebody, it's untelling what you're going to do. You know, a, a kid can't even get their homework done if they're not accountable. You probably wouldn't show up to work if you wouldn't have to be accountable to your boss. Because it takes that, that accountability and, and, and bringing together. What a wonderful gift it is that we have each other to bless each other and to be there for each other. Breath. God gives us a chance to live. God gives us the gift of life. God gives us the gift of, of life. He gives Life, breath, and all things. Acts chapter 17, verse 25. He gives everything to us. Life, breath. Everybody, are you breathing? Old timers, when we was preaching, they, they would preach and they'd say, mm, Are you breathing? And everybody like, I'm breathing. I don't know about you. You know, I don't know if you're breathing. Take a deep breath, preacher. You know, you're you're getting a little bit carried away. And and but uh, he as he was pouring on it, he always say, "Are you breathing?" 
Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Right? So are you breathing? What a wonderful gift it is to breathe. If you don't think it's a gift to breathe, you try to get emphysema or asthma or, or smother. Try to have some lung issues. And see what kind of gift it is. If you have life in this place and you have health, what a wonderful gift it is. I mean, we're all, we all look like we're in pretty good health. Even Dave. He's breathing. I, I'm, I look like I'm, I'm all right. You know, Grandma used to say, you know, if he was sort of hefty, he'd say, you look healthy. Oh, man, that's a healthy-looking boy you got there. Look at that. I'm sitting there thinking, I said, I don't know if I'm healthy or not. I, I lost my breath just getting me a Twinkie out of the fridge. You know, but thank the Lord I had the, the energy to get the Twinkie and the fudge around. Oh, grand, Grandma, and she used to have them pops. She, she had a refrigerator. She lived back in the old shack, back in a place called People's. Peoples, Kentucky. It's it's where people lives. I don't know. I mean, anyways, the place the place called Peoples, and she had this old antique refrigerator, an old antique house that looked like it was falling down, and it was falling down. But uh, it's amazing; it's still standing today because they they actually restored it. But anyways, at the time they didn't restore it. It was an old house, and when she went in there, always give us the good cakes and stuff. And that's what my fondest memories were. But you know what? I was healthy. I was took care of. And, and you know what? Most of us look like we've been took care of. We're healthy. What a wonderful gift it is when you, when you don't have to take a bunch of medicine and you don't have to be on oxygen and you don't have to, to, to uh, be, in a, be crippled or whatever, or whatever you have to deal with. It's, it's a blessing. It's a gift. To have life. Now, even if people are ha, do have to ha, suffer through uh, physical pain and suffering, maybe they do have health problems, it's still a blessing. God still gives them life. He gives life. The Bible expresses both joy of living and, and what the opposite would be. Of not living. Life. Life and, and death. What life is like. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Getting serious here. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 says this. 9 chapter number 9 and verse number 4 said 4. To him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. So when you're joined to the living, there's hope. When you're joined to the living God, there's hope. If you're joined to the things that are alive, there is still hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. This is powerful. Powerful. Now, I always, but when reading this verse, I always like to make note and point out that it doesn't say a living cat is better than 
a dead lion. A living cat ain't better than nothing. It ain't no good unless it's dead. And at the Chinese restaurant. Sorry, I didn't mean to point that out. Gopher, Elbert. Look that up later tonight. But you know what? You know, you think about a lion. How powerful a lion is. Now, and all, all jokes aside, this, this, this is a powerful verse. Saying that a lion may be powerful. A lion may be able to strip you to shreds. A lion is the king of, of the jungle, whatever, or whatever it's called. The king, yeah, king of the jungle, I guess, right? Yeah. All you lion king guys, I don't know. Simba, you know, anybody Simba in here? I don't know. But the lion can, can tear. Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. I'm sorry, I had to throw that one in there too. But a lion can do lots of things. It, it can devour. It's very, it's very, it's very powerful. It can destroy its prey. No matter what, it's the king. It can destroy it. But no matter how powerful the lion is, if the lion doesn't have any life, a mangy mutt is better than a dead lion. A dog. You know, a, 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 little, a, a little chihuahua is more tougher than a dead lion. That life is a gift. Even, but if God takes that life away from the lion, he's no better than an ant. Or than the, than the other beast that's going to devour him. Or the, the crows that's going to come down and eat. And going to just devour that. It's a very powerful verse to say that if something don't have life, it doesn't matter. Someone can be the, one of the greatest preachers ever. But once he passes away, he's just a memory. Life is a gift. You, you need to take advantage of every opportunity you have. To use that for the glory of God. What a wonderful gift of life. Number seven. Is a gift to. To develop a strong. Intimate relationship. Lifelong relationships with individuals. Also. With the ones. That you are married to. What a wonderful thing. If you're, if you're married today. In this place, and 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 majority of us aren't. So, well, Paul Paul said like this: "It'd be better off if you stay like I am." But if you can't contain, it's better to marry than to burn. <laughs> I don't know why I looked at Brother Sturgill when I said that. It was a perfect timing. But you know what? It, it's a blessing. Bible says marriage is honorable. He who finds a wife is a good thing. 
uh, Hebrews uh, 13 and 4, marriage is honorable. He that finds a wife that finds a good thing. Proverbs 18 and 22. Even Genesis, when Eve was created, it says, not good for man to dwell alone. But then he, so he made him a helpmate. Eve. And he said, whoa, man. Sorry. He was a, it, was a, it was a wow moment. A whoa man moment. When he saw that. A chance to enjoy our possessions. If you have a car coming in here today, and most of you do. And if you're young, maybe. I don't know if you have a car yet. He's got a car. It's, hey, it's a blessing. You know, if you don't think a car is a blessing, try walking for a little bit. Try walking all the way from Alabama and see how you feel. A car is better. Even an old Chevy is better than walking. Or an old Ford. Well, I don't know about that. Because if you had a Ford, you'd probably still be walking. But you'd be pushing. Thank God for the heated tailgate. I better back off. My Ford lovers have left the building, so I'm, a, I'm no restraints. No restraints. Mm. I tell you, I better stop. But you know what? The gifts that God blesses us with. What wonderful things. Possessions, houses, homes, our wealth. Everything belongs to God. We understand that Haggai, chapter number 2, Haggai, I, 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 I'm, I was hoping Brother Sturge will be proud of me, but he's not. He's been working on me about that. Haggai, chapter number 2, and verse number 8 says, The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. It's all the Lord's. Everything is God's. Everything belongs to the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse number 18 says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, mm. that he may establish his covenant, which he swore by or swore unto thy fathers as it is this day we need to remember the Lord God because he's the one that gave you the power to get that job to get that wealth a lot of people they get the money and they forget God right they get the, they get the raise and they say I don't need the church no more before they was going through a prayer line say Lord pray for me pastor my, 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 my lecture's getting ready to cut off and we pray you know we pray Lord bless them with a the job bless them with finances and and, uh, and the pastor even gives them money to help pay their rent and all that stuff but then when they get the big money and the big job they don't ever come back to church they quit paying their tithes quit giving in offerings quit coming you know they forget God when it was God the one that gave it to them I've seen it time and time again when God blesses somebody. They say, well, right, you know, we don't need church no more. It's happened. God has gave us the truth. 
What a wonderful thing He has gave us. He's entrusted us with promises. He's entrusted us. And God is a man that He is to gives us the truth. And we can abide in the truth. And we can, we can proclaim the truth of God. He, he abounds in goodness and truth. Is that right? Titus 1 and verse 2. It says, In hope of eternal life, which God cannot lie, promised before the world began. God cannot lie. Lastly tonight, as I'm coming to a close. And, and coming to a close isn't the, the greatest gift that God ever give. I'm sorry. But um, God bless you all. I thought that that was now that's not number ten. Number ten greatest gift God ever get is when the preacher said he's coming to a close. Amen. We're gonna. Oh, honey, get the get the crock pot to crocking. We're coming home. We gotta get us get us some beans and taters, and gotta get home to get that. But now Wednesday nights, most of us is already ate. But now all my fondest memories growing up is the bologna sandwiches after church. You, if you had a good service, I tell you what, nothing better than a bologna sandwich, a little some tater chips to put on top of it, crunch it up when you when you bite. A mm, little bit of mayonnaise. The power of Pentecost and bologna. You can't make it to heaven without it. I'm just joking. Dad used to say say that way if you went to Indi Ohio, he said Ohio. Them old times say, Oh, hire. If you went to Oh, hire. If you want, and, and you wanted to find your way back home to Kentucky, all you got to do is follow the baloney rhymes. And I tell you what, baloney used to be a traveler's friend. If you was going on a trip, you wouldn't be able to go on a long trip without a roll of baloney and, and some cheese and some bread. And you wouldn't, they wouldn't know going out to eat. Baloney on Monday, baloney on Tuesday, baloney. Every time that car was turned over, you was, your mama was handing you a baloney sandwich. Be like, Mom, I'm hungry. She'd start slapping it together on her lap, hand it back one at a time till everybody got fed. But now I am going to close. I got distracted. Thank you all. If you don't like baloney, I'm sorry. I, I'm not a big fan of baloney because I got burned out on it. I think, you know, baloney three times a day has just sort of done it in for me. But anyways, I got, uh, I may need to turn this off. <laughs> I accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally set an alarm on my phone. That's telling me I was done. I tried to turn that off because I, I accidentally I said uh, 
set alarm for nine. I suppose it said five o'clock, but I said nine o'clock, and it said okay. And I said, oh, I tried to stop that thing, but that thing had a mind of its own. And there you go. That greatest gift was an alarm accidentally set. Lastly, if I can get to it, is the peace of mind. Peace of mind. Contentment. Satisfaction. Contentment. Satisfaction. Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 5. It says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things that you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Be content with whatever you have. Whatever God gives you. Verse, uh, 1 Timothy chapter number 6, verses 6 through 8 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For, huh, for we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can take nothing out. For having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. Let's all stand. I'm going to have to start accidentally setting them alarms more. I, I searched through my alarms too. I, that alarm wasn't there. I said, where did it go? God took it. He knew exactly where it needed to be. The gift of the end of the sermon. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. What wonderful gifts God gave us. God gave us all these wonderful things. And God has blessed each and every one of us. So, as we go out this season, as we leave here, and we're not having any service on Sunday, uh, so cause most of us will be out of town, we'll be spending time with family, we'll be, um, you know, some a lot of families have their Christmas on Christmas Eve, and so we're not having any service on Christmas Eve here at the church. So you spend time with your family, uh, spend time giving gifts and and laughing and goofing off and and you know tell some of the jokes I told today maybe I don't know maybe but uh, if you're at my family's house at at any holiday it's going to be filled with laughter goofing and hopefully nobody's got a camera out because sometimes they still get a camera out ain't that right brother dave but uh, I do love you all, and no matter what, it's all about the Lord. It's all in remembering. What the, isn't that a gift from the Lord, that child? She looked at me like, if that's a gift from the Lord, I want to keep. I want the receipt back. I'm just joking. But uh, it is a blessing to have you all here, have our guests. Hope you enjoyed it. Amen. So uh, uh, as we leave this place, 
remember uh, all the blessings the Lord blessed us with. And it's all about Him. And God blessed us so we can bless others. God's greatest uh, Christmas gifts. He gives the best gifts. And you ever, if I have some family members that said, man, they give the best gifts. Maybe you go over to your aunt's, your uncle's house, and say, man, they give the good stuff. You know, where even if it's just candy, you know that you're going to get some good candy. You ain't going to get that dried out stuff from last week. It's going to be fresh. Turn that, turn that back off. That's that's right there. Hit hit dismiss. I've been I, snooze is if you snooze you lose. I tell you what, I, I'm going to have to quit doing that, or start talking in English. Because I asked it to say five, and it said nine. And there was no stopping that. I don't know if I'm ever going to get over this. Christmas morning, I'll be like, I can't. You remember that time when the alarm went off right at the end of the sermon? Or when it was supposed to end, right? But all right, God bless you all. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for all your many blessings. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done here today. Thank you for all your many gifts that you've given us in this church. God, I pray today, God, that you would touch us and go with us as we leave this place during this season, this Christmas time. Pray, Lord, that we have everybody have safe travels and able to have a good time together. And pray today, Lord Jesus, that you would just uh, uh, let us... Be thankful, be joyful, have have happy a happy time thinking about the good things. Even if we've had loss of loved ones, let's remember the good things, the good times, the laughs. Let's tell some stories about Grandpa and Papa and, and tell stories about your loved ones maybe that's gone before and just laugh and have a good time. Lord, I pray today that you would help us, Jesus, to do that. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray and trust you until we come back. On Wednesday, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would be with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God.